0: we know that the 2022 local government representation review has uh, handed down the final report or it's been released and determines a structure for each local government council to ensure fair representation now joining me in the studio to talk a little bit more about the review what it entails and what the major changes are going to be is the northern territories electoral commissioner but also uh, a member of the local government representation reviews committee Ian Logan Nathan morning to you
1: good morning katie
0: and thanks so much for joining us this morning now um what was the major reason behind this review firstly
1: now, the, ma- the major reason f- uh, for this review is to look at ward boundaries at local government and representation at local government. In the past, the councils have undertaken this process themselves. Uh, there were amendments to the Act in 2019 saying that, like Legislative Assembly, this should be an independent process. So this committee was established uh, to, to look, at, to look at, uh, at boundaries.
0: Now, what did the report find? It looks as though there's a few, uh, quite a few things that it found...
1: So um the report the process started in March and we released a preliminary report that um, made a couple of basically uh, some proposals about some changes and, and certainly seeking feedback from the council and the uh, the general public. Um, but probably the main change that the report uh, has proposed um, and then and determined is that the City of Palmerston will have wards um, at the next local government election in 2025.
0: Yeah, now why is this decision being made? Because my understanding is that uh, the Palmerston Council were not too keen on this happening.
1: Look, uh, certainly um, the City of Palmerston um, uh, Council uh, weren't keen on the introduction of wards and and we met with the council three times. Um, and certainly a lot of uh, correspondence between ourselves and the council. All of that's available on the uh, website, the NTC website. Um, so we're certainly trying to be open and transparent about this but uh, councils didn't support the introduction of wards for, for their reasons. Uh, for us, the committee just uh, look really, it's just a matter of population size. Um, Palmerston is a growing city. It's got forty thousand electors. Uh, at some point, uh, you're really going to have to introduce wards, and we just felt that uh, this was the right time um, in, in terms of putting in a structure uh, for representation into the future.
0: And so, were there other factors that were considered as well, or did it majorly just come down to population?
1: Look, uh, certainly, uh, our population was it was a was a, w- was a factor. Uh, we look at I- issues in terms of like um, communities of interest uh, and other factors that uh, are, are, are in. The Act, but but really, it's um, from from the committee's perspective. You look at wards in two uh, two scenarios. If you look at the regional councils, just based on their size, um, even though it's a low population, you need wards so that certain communities have representation at local government. Uh, with municipal councils, uh, certainly once it gets to a certain size, um, and you certainly want um, uh, you know uh, uh, electors to know who they're voting for. Um, you know, wards just make a little bit more sense um, in terms of uh, in terms of you know large and growing communities.
0: Now, um, I suppose people will be thinking, well, what's it, what are the real positives to changing it? If things weren't broken in Palmerston, why are we trying to fix them?
1: Look, look. Certainly, things aren't broken in Palmerston, um, and you know this is certainly no reflection on the, on the current current council. This is really looking at uh, the next election and future elections. Uh, but look, you know some of the um, advantages of wards is like I said, uh, members are more likely to be known uh, by by their constituents. Um, you know, each member can focus on local issues as well as um, council wide issues. And you know, there's um, you would hope that there, there would be more diversity between council members uh, if they're from uh, different geogra- geographical parts of, of the uh, of, of, of the council area.
0: So, is it a situation sometimes where uh, the number of councillors that might come from one area of Palmerston, you know, sort of, it, well, that area might be overrepresented. Overrepresented.
1: Look, uh, you know, a um, Palmerston's a uh, it is certainly a big place with, uh, with 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 another a number of suburbs. Um, and, you know, a little bit like Darwin, uh, Darwin's got four wards, um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it provides a, a greater uh, probability of diversity yep. um, uh, by having wards.
0: And do we know what those wards are going to be called at this stage?
1: Look, not at this stage. Um, in the report, the, um, the, the committee has proposed a number of names, um, but sort of suggested that, uh, um, that more consultation be done with the City of Palmerston. It's the Minister that t- determines the names. Yep. What I should also say is that um, the report actually has two scenarios for Palmerston because currently um, Palmerston has um, uh, s- uh, seven uh, c- c- councillors. Uh, the report recommends that that be increased to eight.
0: Right, so uh, an extra councillor as well.
1: Yeah, it recommends, because, but that is a, a decision for the Minister. So we have a scenario there. Of three wards uh, with seven members and three wards with eight members, which is our recommendation in relation to what the ward boundary should be.
0: And fundamentally it will come down to being a decision by the Minister.
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: Now tell me, um, when is this change going to come into effect?
1: So the change will come into effect at the next local government election in August 2025.
0: Okay, so not too far away. And what will it mean for the people of Palmerston, do you reckon?
1: So, what it'll mean for, um, the people of Palmerston is that, uh, firstly, uh, we would hope that their ballot paper is a lot smaller, uh, because rather than having one ballot paper for the whole of Palmerston, uh, you're going to have three ballot papers for each of those wards. So, hopefully, uh, it'll be easier to, uh, cast a formal vote and hopefully they will, uh, know who the, who the, the people are that they're voting for. So, in one sense, uh, uh, you know, v- v- very little change. Um, and, uh, But, you know, in terms of like, um, uh, you know, t- to the members of Palmerston now and, and in the future, uh, you know, what we would hope for is, you know, while you're still uh, representing a ward um, on the council, you're re- representing the whole community.
0: Well, no doubt we'll try and get uh, the Mayor of Palmerston on the show and get her reaction towards the uh, beginning of next week, I'd say. Um, Ian, before I let you go, though, can I find out uh, the If you're a by-election, it's not too far away now, is it? Uh,
1: That's correct. So we have the election date on the 18th of March. Um, Given uh, the nature of that division, most of it will be done by mobile polling, and that'll start at the 6th of March. Uh, But the election itself will uh, uh, will will kick off on the 23rd of February uh, with the issue of the writ.
0: And I know that uh, candidates and all that kind of thing come down to being decisions made by the uh, political parties. But when will we know? Uh, like, what date will that be known?
1: Look, uh, it'll be it'll be known um, uh, uh, about uh, a week after the um, issue of the writ. Um, so about the end of this month, uh, we'll have the declaration of, of, of nominations, and obviously there'll be some press in relation to um, uh, who those candidates are.
0: And I know as well um, next year, as I understand, actually, sorry, this year. I keep thinking that we're uh, we're still in last year. This year there is going to be some further work into the redistribution, isn't there, for the Northern Territory?
1: Look, that's the- correct. So, so th- this is a separate process. Yep. So there's a redistribution of legislative assembly boundaries um, and that process will kick off uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: And what does that look into, similar to what you've done uh, with, the, with the council wards or could it be a situation where some of those boundaries change a little bit?
1: Look, um, like I said with the local government it was just about the ward boundaries um, and uh, the external boundaries weren't something that uh, w- we looked at yep. uh, With Legislative Assembly it's totally different, right? Uh, so we look at the whole of the territory, there's 25 seats uh, we look at the current enrolment numbers we look at the population and we sort of determine in terms of like um, what the boundaries should be So that um, at the next election, at the at the election next year. there should be as equal number of people in, in each seat as possible.
0: Okay, so we could actually see some changes, I suppose, to some of those seats.
1: Look, uh, yes, look, um, absolutely, and uh, we certainly w- are going to be keen to get um, uh, feedback from the public and general stakeholders. So, um, if you go into our our website, I think it goes up today. Yep. Uh, there'll be some data there in relation to what the current numbers are, and um, information in relation to how you can put in a submission. Um, so the the process kicks off, uh, like I said, at, at uh, I think the twenty fourth of this month and the first part is a month given to people to put in submissions for the committee to consider.
0: Well, NT Electoral Commissioner Ian Logan-Nathan, always good to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, Katie.